Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur and mom of two. As women, we are so much more than just one thing. We're wives, moms, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers with goals and ambition. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from juggling family, work, and fun to making your dreams a reality through simple, effective marketing strategies, all designed specifically for the busy mom who doesn't have a lot of extra time. So whether you're just getting started or already have an established business, there's something here for you. If you're ready to take on the challenge of becoming your own boss and making your dreams a reality, then let's get started because this girl means business. Hey there, and welcome to episode 206 of the Girl Means Business podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful week because I am really excited to dive into our topic for today. If you are like most people, you have a very love-hate relationship with Instagram, especially over the last year because they've been really pushing Instagram reels. And for anyone who is not a fan of video or short-form video or long-form video, reels were a major thorn in our sides. And even though I embraced reels, I jumped on the bandwagon and I did have some some success with reels they're not my favorite type of content to create. I was just kind of playing the Instagram game. Now, I'm a big believer in riding the wave. And in fact, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, They were interviewing, of all people, Kelly Slater, the world champion surfer. And he, you know, kind of used the quote of, you ride the wave that you're given. And that's exactly how I feel most of the time about social media and these different, you know, platforms that we're we're given access to. We are able to use these platforms mostly for no cost to us to reach a global audience. And so if they want to change up the way the game is played, we have to just kind of play by their rules. Do we always have to love it? No. But sometimes it just means you have to kind of suck it up and go along for the ride. You ride the wave you're given. However, sometimes the wave listens to your feedback and makes changes, and that's exactly what Instagram has done. So recently, the CEO of Instagram came out and said, we realized that in the last year, we put a lot of our energy and emphasis on reels, and it created an unbalanced um, proportion on the type of content that was being pushed and referred or recommended on Instagram and that they were looking to readjust that balance so that there was a closer equal balance between video content and static image content. So what does that mean for Instagram going forward? We're going to talk about today along with one extra little change that Instagram has just like hot off the presses been releasing and we're going to talk a little bit about that is too. But first, let's talk about what this change in content means for you as a business owner. Raise your hand if you remember what Instagram was like when it first started. Sadly, I can say that I do. It was just like these overly filtered photos of what people had for lunch. It was not great, but it was the start of this idea of sharing images because Facebook and Twitter at the time, the two biggest social platforms at the time, were primarily text-based. It was you wrote out your thoughts, your feelings, your ideas, all the things. Instagram came along and said, that's good and great, but we want people to showcase their images, what they're seeing, what they're doing, 
What does their world around them look like? Because we're visual people. And it really took off because people loved the visual aspect of it. Over time, it has obviously evolved. And, you know, we have these kind of ups and downs of what photos on Instagram looked like, how filtered they were, how real they were. They became almost too polished and perfect. And then we kind of made this shift and the pendulum swung the other way and people were embracing like the the realness and the rawness of their life. And so at the core of Instagram, it's always been about images. And then TikTok came along and shook everything up. And all of a sudden, everybody was flocking to TikTok to watch these short form video clips. And so all these other platforms had to kind of go, okay, well, how do we compete with that? It's the same thing. I know people complained about the TikTok reels, YouTube shorts, Facebook videos, all the things. People were trying to copy TikTok. But this is the thing, guys. If you are if you own a gas station in your town, and forever your gas station has been known for having the best coffee in the morning. And then across the street, someone opens up a gourmet coffee shop and now people are no longer coming to you for their 25 cent cup of coffee. They're going and spending $3 at this gourmet coffee shop. You can make, you can have two options. You can either die out as being known as the coffee place, or you can evolve and grow and change and start offering gourmet coffees as well, maybe for a cheaper price. That's just how business works. And so a lot of times we forget that these social media platforms are also a business and that they have a goal of keeping people on their platform by whatever means possible. So when everybody started like flocking over to TikTok, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Pinterest were all like, okay, well, I guess if people, this is what people want, they seem to really enjoy the short form content. Let's give them short form content. And that's how we ended up with reels and YouTube shorts and video pens and Facebook videos. Because it's not that they were trying to copy TikTok. They were looking at it going, well, if this is what the people want, let's give the people what they want. So Instagram really leaned into reels and almost to the point of leaning too much into reels. And there was this big petition that went around. I think Kylie Jenner was part of it. You know, make Instagram Instagram again. And the great thing about Instagram and Adam uh, Masseri, I think that's how you say his name, that's the CEO, is he listened. They went, okay, maybe this isn't what the people want. We thought it's what the people wanted, but really our people want something different. And it's a testament to knowing your audience as well and listening to what your audience is telling you that they want from you. So he came out and he said, look, this was back in January. He's like, we realize we went too far. We're pulling it back a little bit. We're going to balance it all out. So what does that mean? What it means is that reels are not going anywhere. Photos and carousels are not going anywhere. All of these things are still viable on the app. What they are looking to do is they are looking to create a more customized experience. So if you have user A and user B, user A goes on to her Instagram account and she just eats up like photos and carousels and stories, but very rarely goes to reels. It's not her thing. She's engaging more with, you know, really fun quotes and carousels with tons of information or photos of other people doing their thing or vacations or travels or whatever. It's tracking that. 
it's tracking everything. And it's going, okay, user A wants to see more photos. So we're going to recommend to her more photos. She's going to get recommended less reels. User B is like, nah, forget, you know, static photos. I like reels. I want more reels. I enjoy creating reels. I enjoy consuming reels. I engage with reels. So user B, the algorithm's going to say, okay, your recommendations are going to be more reels, less photos. So it's creating this, this um, custom user experience. Now here is the good news, bad news. That good news is it means that you do not need to be creating reels in order to reach a larger audience now, to reach an audience beyond your current audience, because carousels and static posts can still be pushed out to those people who want to see more of that content. That's the good news. The bad news is that some of your audience still really wants to consume video content. So you need to have a mix of all different types of content. I go back to when I was teaching in the classroom. You would have kids who came in who were visual learners, who were auditory learners, who were kinesthetic learners, who needed to like actually immerse themselves in the learning in order to understand it, who needed complete silence. Some kids needed, like they enjoyed having kind of noise, background noise while they worked. Some people worked better by themselves. Some worked better on their own. You had, as a teacher, I had to figure out how do my students learn and how can I reach them where they're at so that I'm not trying to reach a visual learner with just an auditory lesson, that I'm not trying to teach a kinesthetic learner by having them read a book. And your audience is kind of the same way. And I can already hear the question you're asking, which is, okay, Kendra, but how do I know what type of content my audience really wants most? Because in a classroom, you have time to get to know your students and figure out how they learn best. You don't have that luxury on social media all the time. So here's my answer to that question. You have two ways. One, ask them. Put out polls in your stories. What type of content do you, what's the first type of content you go to when you get onto Instagram? That's always a fun question to ask. What's the first thing you look at? Do you look at your stories? Do you go straight to your feed? Or do you hop over to Reels? If most of them say they hop over to Reels, then you need to be creating Reels. If most of them say they get on stories, create more stories. If most of them say they go to their feed, then create more feed content, post, carousels, static images, those kinds of things. If it's 50-50 on two of them, then you know those are the two areas to focus on. The other thing you can look at is your engagement rate. When you post or post reels, how much engagement are you getting from your audience versus when you post a static image? And compare the two. It's not going to be you know, it's not going to be apples to apples. You're comparing kind of apples to oranges. However, over time, if you post two reels a week and two static images a week, and you do that consistently for two or three weeks, and you look at the data and you say, okay, out of, you know, eight static images and eight reels, the majority of my audience really engaged more with the static images, then you can do more of that. You can put more of your energy towards that. So that's how you can tell what your audience wants. But overall, It's a good idea to have variety in your content. There are some Instagram pages that do really well just posting reels. And there are some Instagram pages that do really well just posting static images. 
but those are the exception to the rule. The reality is if you want your Instagram account to grow right now in the the place that we're at with Instagram, you need to be adding a variety to your content. Now, does that mean you need to be creating brand new content each time? Absolutely not. I want you to think of each piece of content you create as do it in three different ways. So I recently did um, a series in my Instagram feed on brand archetypes. In fact, I did a whole podcast episode a while back. And so I did it as a static feed. You know, I had, do you know your brand archetype? And then I had carousels of each brand archetype that I posted over the course of like a week or two. So I did it as a static image post. I did it as a carousel. I shared them in my stories and I talked about them in my stories. I created a reel about you know, brand archetypes leading back to the original post. I did a podcast episode on brand archetypes. So I was able to get four different types of content out of one topic of content, brand archetypes. That first piece of content I made, I turned it into four different pieces of content. Did I share them all on the same day? Not necessarily. Did I share them over the course of about three or four weeks? Yes. So if you create a static image, then the next week or a few days later, turn it into a carousel, turn it into a reel, talk about it in your stories, write a blog post about it, send out an email to your email list, which I did that on the brand archetypes. So that's technically five pieces of information or five pieces of content from that one topic. Do a podcast episode about it. Do a YouTube video on it. Put pins on Pinterest. You don't have to reinvent the wheel in order to utilize your content in a variety of different ways. So I'm not saying that you need to make five pieces of content each week that are images, five that are carousels, and five that are reels. Absolutely not. That's insane. (laughs) What I'm saying is take one static image for this week, next week turn it into a reel, the next week turn it into a carousel, the next week turn it into a blog post, the next week make it an email to your email list. You now have six weeks of content of all different varieties from one topic. So hopefully that helps you to listen to this episode and go, oh my gosh, Kira, this isn't helpful. It's overwhelming me because now I have to do all these different types of content. I have to do reels and photos and carousels and stories and all the things. Just breathe. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do.
take it one piece of content at a time. Do not stress yourself out. And take old content you've already done that has performed well and repurpose it in a new way. If you have a reel that you did six months ago, four months ago, three months ago that did really well, turn it into a carousel post. If you have a carousel post that did really well, turn it into a reel. I'm not asking you to create more content. I'm asking you to just repurpose what you have in a new and fresh way. So that is the first major update from Instagram is that they are looking to rebalance what type of content they're putting out. Um, I've already seen this happening on my own feed. My reels, views, and engagement have dropped. My carousel posts are skyrocketing. I'm getting some of the best engagement I've had in years when it comes to carousels and static posts than, you know, in the last couple of weeks. So that's obviously what my audience really enjoys and likes. I'm going to lean into that, but I'm still going to utilize the other types of content as well. Now I want to really quickly just touch on the most recent update that Instagram has come out with. But before I share what it is, I want to just make sure that you understand that this is still something that is very brand new. It's not rolling out to everybody just yet. They are testing it. So I'll put it into the terms of like, I live in Texas. We're into the spring season where it's like severe weather season. In fact, at the time I'm recording this, we have a severe weather watch coming this afternoon with possible hail, tornadoes, all the thing. They have taught us very well from a young age when we live in like the tornado alley, the difference between a watch and a warning. A watch means that it is possible to happen in your area, but it's not necessarily an immediate threat. And a warning is an immediate threat. Take shelter, be precautious, beware of your surroundings, all the things. So I will say that for this announcement on Instagram, their new feature, it is a watch. It is not a warning because we are not fully aware of how this is going to play out. It is just, they are rolling it out and we'll see how it goes. So here's what it is. Instagram has come out and said that in order to increase security for um, its its accounts, um, for its users, they are rolling out this idea of paid verifications. Now, what does verification mean? It's that little blue check mark next to your name. Typically, this is reserved for like celebrities, high profile people, anyone who is kind of a name that you might recognize or that is easily susceptible to being um, imitated. When you are applying to get verified, it has nothing to do with how many followers you have. It has nothing to do with how you know big your business is or isn't. It's all about how visible are you on the internet. This usually means like, are there articles written about you? Um, are you someone who has been in the news or in People Magazine or you know not just did your friend write a blog about you? Have you been on some podcasts? It's like, are you visible to the masses? So getting verified has always been very challenging because they've always been very selective in who they give that blue check mark to because it it gave a little bit of, um, not seniority necessarily, but it definitely had some status to it. You knew that if someone had a blue check to their, beside their name, that they were kind of a big deal. And ultimately, 
the purpose of the blue check was to add a level of security to people's accounts. So that if, for example, and I'll just use this one because it's a big one out there, is Kim Kardashian. They're going to give her a blue check because there's a lot of people that are going to try and create accounts pretending to be Kim Kardashian and either try to sell you something or scam you in some way. So the way that they could help to get through all of that is to say, if it doesn't have the blue check next to her name, it's not really her. And so it was this way of sort of protecting the accounts that were most likely to be um, replicated or duplicated or impersonated. That's really impersonated. Now, what's happening is they're seeing on Instagram a lot of smaller accounts, lesser known accounts, are also having this happen to them. I know my business bestie, Katie Brinkley, she's had it happen to her. There's several other accounts that I'm, I follow that have had it happen to them. And we don't have the level of um, notoriety to get that blue check, to add that layer of protection and security for our account. So what Instagram has said is they're like, okay, so we're going to roll out this new program where we are going to allow you to purchase a blue check verification for, I believe it's going to be $15 a month ultimately. And it also, it's going to allow you to have better protection for your account against having impersonators come and kind of impersonate your account. You're also going to get like an, an added layer of, um, support. So you kind of get priority when it comes to support from the Instagram staff themselves. But it's this last part that really has divided users on love it or hate it. And that is that Instagram has kind of casually slipped in there that with this monthly payment, you will, you know, you will get an increase in exposure and reach. Now it's worded in a way that you're kind of like, "Eh, will it really, are you just saying that it could, are you saying you're going to put these accounts out over everybody else? So now we're having, it becomes a, you know, you have to pay to play kind of thing. So I have mixed feelings on this. Now, they have said, again, this is where it goes back to this is a watch, not a warning. They are rolling this out currently in Australia and New Zealand. From what I understand, Twitter also tried to do this, and it was a huge flop. So we'll see. It could, they're rolling it out. It could become a huge failure, and then it, it never sees the light of day again. But again, Instagram, I want you to be aware that this is happening, and there's you know conversations happening about it all over Instagram. In my opinion, there are pros and cons. The pro is that, yes, it is definitely beneficial to have that blue check if there is a potential that you could be impersonated or potentially have someone kind of try to hack into your account. You could get more access to Instagram support to get more help if you are having issues or if someone is trying to hack into your account, those kinds of things. Because again, this happens to everybody. It's not that you have to have thousands or millions of followers for this to happen to you. I've seen people with 2,000 followers get their account hacked and not be able to recover it. So it's it can happen to anybody. Unfortunately, this is a thing that is happening all over the platform and not just on Instagram, but this is Instagram's kind of way of helping to combat it a little bit. Now, that is the pro. You do get that level of support. You do get that identification that this is your actual account and the lack of um, ability to impersonate it. The con, in my opinion, is that now you are going to create this sort of um, hierarchy of of accounts on Instagram because you're going to have now 
the people who earned the blue check because of who they are and their visibility. You're going to have people who purchased the blue check because they either just want it because it looks good and it makes them feel good or they need it for the security. You're going to have the people who are business owners trying to grow their business on social media who don't want to pay for it or can't afford to pay for it. So they don't have it. Then you're going to have like the personal accounts who don't really carry their way. And so it's like, okay, well, does that mean that now these top two tiers are going to kind of rule the school? Are they going to be, you know, like the queen bees walking through the hallway going, you can't be as cool as me (laughs) because you don't have the blue check. Only time will tell. We don't really know how this is going to pan out. It is just still kind of in the works. Now, one of the things that, again, makes this more, again, like that watch versus warning is they have said that in order to get the blue check verification, you have to send in um, your photo ID. I mean, not physically send your ID, but you have to submit a copy of your photo ID. That means that your account name has to match the name on your photo ID. So businesses who, and I don't know how this is going to work, they may have a plan in place for this, but businesses who have an account that are not under a person's name. So for example, both of my businesses do not have my name in the title. Paisley Lane Photography and Girl Means Business, neither one of those are my actual name. So if I go submit my ID that has Kendra Swalls written on it, it's not going to match my account name. Now, it's on all of my paperwork for my business that those are my business names tied to me, but I don't know how they're going to verify those just yet. So there's a lot of questions around this. There's a lot of people asking things like, you know, again, if we're already verified, do we still have to pay per, you know, for it going forward? You know, is this really going to create this hierarchy? Are you going to not push out content as much from people who aren't verified? Is this Instagram's way of ultimately making us all pay for a subscription to use the platform. There's a ton of questions. And again, I go back to what I said at the beginning. We ride the wave that we're given. These platforms have been free for us to use for a very long time. And we've been very fortunate that we have not had to pay if we didn't want to, other than you know using ads and things like that. It's been a free platform. At some point, they these are businesses. Meta and Twitter, all these things, they are businesses. Their ultimate goal is to make money. And so I am honestly surprised that it has taken them this long to implement something like this. Again, we will see how this all plays out. It's a watch, not a warning. It could turn into a warning, and if it does, I will definitely let you know more, but I wanted to make sure it was on your radar so you kind of had an idea of what could potentially be coming down the pipeline here on Instagram. So good news, bad news, kind of wishy-washy news. So hopefully you were riding the wave of this episode, Um, the highs, the lows, all the things, it's crazy, but um, I just want to make sure I'm keeping you up to date on what is happening over on the gram so that you can ride the wave that you're given. All right, guys, I will see you back here next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode.